Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. I am your host, Pastor Alex, and we are back at it once again on another topical episode for you uh, as we enter into the weekend. And so uh, I'm just sitting here. It's the end of August. So this episode will air the first Friday in September, and I've got some Tuesday episodes that are already scheduled all through September, which is fantastic. And I'm really only, you know, a week ahead on the Fridays. I don't know if I'll be able to jump two Fridays ahead or three Fridays ahead like I'd like to, but um, because life is just incredibly busy right now. Did some church remodeling yesterday in our uh, pastor office. We cleared out some old shelves, got moved a few desks, vacuumed everything, threw away a bunch of old papers and booklets and everything from the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s. And uh, a lot of teaching guides that just have really become irrelevant um, culturally uh, because it's, you know, 2022, not 1960 anymore. So uh, I did keep a handful of things that I felt were like, oh, these are instrumental to the understanding of faith. And so kept those. But yeah, threw away a ton of stuff. I have a whole recycle bin full of papers and old books and not not books per se, but like uh, teaching guides and stuff like that. So I didn't get rid of any books. I'm a, I'm a hound form, so if you know uh, a little bit about that. But so anyway, that was my Sunday afternoon, and uh, we got some painting to do in there. Uh, it's the office is currently a a light pink, and it's just awful. <laughs> so we uh, took down the drapes and took off a bunch of stuff off the walls, and uh, my wife's gonna paint the room for me uh, in the coming week. So a lot of work ahead. And tonight I have to go do a table at uh, the school and play, you know, church guy there, uh, pastor. I don't know if the other pastors are going to join me in town, but yes, yeah, so that's my day. And I'm here in my studio recording that. And my wife and I just got finished making lunch for the daycare kids here in town. And uh, it's kind of a unique opportunity. Each summer, the churches uh, take on a responsibility of providing uh, a few lunches throughout the summer for the people who go to daycare, for the children who go to daycare. And so uh, my wife and I were making uh, macaroni and cheese for 26 or 27 kids. So we made like 32 cups of mac and cheese. It was an incredible amount. I've never made that much before. So it's kind of stuff that's fun. But um, yeah, so super busy. And I, you know, I helped the wife clean up and now I'm snuck away from my studio to record. And uh, we got an interesting topic, and I'm sure uh, a lot of you probably won't agree with me on this, and that's okay, but I hope to lay out the premise of my thought and defend my thought and help you to understand where Lutherans come from when it comes to articulating this particular topic. And that topic is, as I mentioned last week, Christian freedom and liberties. What does it mean to be free in Christ? And are, what, what does that freedom entail? 
So we're going to look at that topic uh, a little bit closer in depth, and we are going to uh, unpack it. But uh, before we get into anything uh, crucial and muddy at uh, at hand here, I want to just quickly and briefly cover a few things that are uh, like your you know your weekly commercials that you get from listening to Undone Light. One is the patron again. It's just this. It's the same spiel I give every week. We are going to start doing weekly Bible study, so come join us for a weekly Bible study. Get deeper into God's Word. You can listen to the shows early. You get sermon notes. You get school works when I publish them. And I've got a lot of things in the shoot that are coming for patrons. I just got to get through my masters first. So I have a lot of writing ideas that I'm going to do that will be exclusive for patrons. Uh, I have a lot of giveaways that are exclusive for patrons only. So there's a lot of things coming that I'm not going to do publicly, uh, but I will make them known and then, and then it'll turn over to the patrons. So that is a big deal for me. It's just, I, I'm, I, when I examine the patron world and I see all these different creators and they have tiers and you're like, you know, $5, you get this at $10, you get that. Those, that's all well and good. And the one thing that I, you know, I had a, this conversation with Anthony a couple of years ago. One of the things that really stood out to me is I can't sell you the gospel. Like I can't sell you more on, on certain things. And so what I decided was just create a flat rate, a dollar a month and, and invite you to come and join us. So a dollar a month, $10 and 20 cents a year, you can give more if you choose, but that gets you full access to everything. And, and I did that because I wanted to be fair to everybody. And I know some people are, are tighter on money and, you know, inflation right now is hurting some people. And so, uh, I, I tried to make it as fair as possible. And the reason I do that is I can't sell you the gospel. I'm not selling you the gospel. I'm selling you my time. And my time is making the shows, doing the Bible studies, doing the papers, doing the sermon notes, uh, zoom meetings that we do all that kind of jazz. So you, you are paying for my time. And at the end of it, I, it's not a, to me, it's not about the money. And so I'm not sitting here asking you to give us $10 a month or $20 a month or $50 a month or whatever it is. I'm just inviting you to come join this wonderful community of believers. And trust me, if you're not a Lutheran, you don't have to be a Lutheran to join. I've got plenty of Baptist and uh, Reformed Calvinistic people who support this ministry. I have a lot of really good level-headed people who have come alongside the show and have donated and supported the show because the show runs off of your support. If you listen to this show, it's because of you that I do it. And even if you can't give financially, you can still help us through sharing these shows on different platforms. You can, you can leave us reviews. You can give us stars on Spotify, all that stuff. So if you have the opportunity, leave us a review, share the show and uh, help us grow. So that's the patron. Um, through the end of August, Logos is running uh, up to 30% off of uh, base package uh, deals for Logos 9. So you can get yourself uh, a really good deal on Logos 9 if you're a new user or if you are upgrading from 8 or 7 and you haven't pulled the trigger yet. It's a good time to do so. You can go to logos.com forward slash undying light. There's also a link in my bio on uh, Instagram that will take you directly to my site and allow you to upgrade from there. Uh, and if you're a new user, then you'll get some free books and you'll get uh, all sorts of neat little incentives and perks. So uh, plus they give you free books every month. So it's a it's a great deal. I have a wonderful library and I, and I enjoy everything that I have in here. And I'm just, that's why it's, I'm always talking about it because it, to me, it's the best platform out there. Now I know there are other Bible softwares, but I've grown to use logos more than anything. And it has become uh, crucial, vital to the, to my ministry. So uh, like right now, you know, for all you reformers out there, it's up to 40% off resources from Jonathan Edwards and John Owen. So if you're a Calvinist or reformed person, uh, there's a great, great deal on some prominent works. 
and and they just they always have good deals. They always are running sales. There's always something that you can get your uh, get your hands on. And the really cool thing is every month they give you a free book, and it covers it, it covers all sorts of different topics. But inside that, then they give you uh, other books at deep discounts that will go from all the way from like ninety nine cents or a dollar ninety nine up to like twelve dollars. And these books are you know twenty, thirty, or forty dollars if you were to buy them straight out. And they're given to you for just a few bucks. And so every once in a while, topics will cross my mind and I see that I like the free book and I grab and I always get the free book, but I get that. And then I see a few other things and I get, uh, I get those added to my library. So logos is vital. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a pastor. You could be uh, a parent who leads your children in Bible study. You could be a mom leading a women's study. You can be uh, a husband leading a men's study. You can be a, a young child, a young teenager, young adult going to college, and you're just looking to solidify your beliefs. All sorts of different things uh, and positions in life are can be used from logos, and and it's just a great, great tool. And the last thing I want to really talk about, I talked about it pretty deeply last Friday on the episode, is you know fitness is a big thing for me, and I am. Um, exceptionally motivated, if you would, uh, to share my journey with you. You can actually go and watch me on Instagram. It's uh, at Alex Zinc, and you can come alongside and watch me do my take on my journey for the next six months, and and then on from there. But I am motivated to to hit a workout every morning. So I get up at six a.m., go to the gym. Uh, run on the treadmill, 15% incline, 40 pound vest on me. And I go for 30 minutes, but I try to reach two miles. And so that's the goal is to reach two miles in under 30 minutes. So I'm, I'm, you know, working on increasing the speed and it is, it is a crushing blow, but I am so thankful for prime body and having my hormones fixed because if I didn't, I would not have any desire or any passion to work out, exercise, eat right, and get into better shape. So you can go to Prime Body, get your blood work, figure out where you are, and they they do a deep panel test. So you'll see all sorts of different things in this. It's not just a generic thing that your personal care uh, physician will prescribe. Uh, Prime Body has a very complex uh, uh, request from their partner LabCorp to examine your blood on such a very deep level. And so they will give you all sorts of different things and help you uh, on that path. And for me, it has been crucial. I've really enjoyed the benefits of it. I am beyond thrilled to be able to talk to you about it. And I hope, you know, if you have questions, DM me, send me an email, whatever it is that you can, however you can get a hold of me, Facebook, Instagram, email, whatever. Uh, the email is undyinglightministries at gmail.com. You can come alongside and get your life fixed if you are in the same boat that I was last year. And you go to primebody.com and use promo code Alex Zinc, all lowercase, one word, A-L-E-X-Z-E-N-K. The information's in the show notes. Go and check it out. Uh, as well as if you are into the fitness circle and you are looking to work out and you're looking for a little bit of extra boost, a little bit of supplemental uh, boost, uh, Advanced Molecular Labs is the best uh, supplement company in the world. I cannot describe how meticulous they are at formulating their pre-workouts, post-workouts. Uh, their Dopa Rush is amazing if you just need an afternoon boost uh, of mental clarity and energy. Uh, their fat burners are great. Their sleep aids are great. Uh, they have all sorts of different things to accommodate your lifestyle. So you can go to... Uh, advancedmoleculardlabs.com the information is in the show notes as well and you can use promo code AZINC25 all uppercase and you'll get 25% off your order so great stuff coming if you decide to get into the realm of fitness um, DM me ask me any questions I'm, I'm an open book I'll tell you anything you want to know about my, my fitness journey because uh, at one point I used to be severely obese uh, I was over 300 pounds and uh I can't really say severely obese, but I was obese. I was pretty bad. And and I'm not a tall guy, so it really was bad on uh, looking at me. And so, you know, the fat just was 
making my life miserable. So uh, I've lost all of all of the extra body fat and I've backed down to the low 200s and TRT is helping really just shred the last handful of pounds off that I want to get rid of. So that's that a little bit longer on the commercial bits, but had some opening dialogue for you too. And I want to get into the show at hand and talk about Christian liberties and, uh, and the kind of scope of what happens and why we're going to be talking about that. So if you've followed me for any amount of time on Instagram, especially in the more recent months, I've taken kind of a transition from doing just picture posts with quotes to doing reels and videos. And so sometimes they're split up into two parts because I just, you're only limited to so much and you can't do, you know, all that you want to do in just that period of time. You're given 90 seconds and it makes it tough because there's a lot of content sometimes on these videos. Now, I have kind of made it my mission to do a few things. One, I want to uh, bring a laughter to people who are on social media. So I find just corny dag jokes and find reels that are, you know, humorous and I share that. Then I also share a lot of bad teaching in the theology circles. Like, and then I explain in the comments, like, why is this bad? Why is this awful to watch? And then I share good teaching and good theology and good question and answers and the catechism as well as when I can get to it. And so I share a, a kind of a variety, a range of things on social media. And I came across this uh, video and I had to share it. And it's really interesting the amount of blowback that I got from some people. So the video is was posted uh, August 12th. And it was a, a three scenes, if you would, from the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. And then Lord of the Rings. And then Harry Potter. And... The reaction, it's it's a split screen, and so the reaction had Patrick from SpongeBob on the top looking like he was zoned out uh, on the first two, Lord of the Rings and the Chronicles of Narnia. And then, in the, and then when Harry Potter comes on, he, like, goes berserk, and so they have it titled Christian Moms, and it was like they don't pay any attention to Lord of the Rings or the Chronicles of Narnia, but as soon as Harry Potter comes on, they lose their mind. That's really what the, the video is entailing. And so I got 470 likes on the video, and it's got, um, what's the current rate? It's got over 10,000 views on it, and it's got 74 comments. It was shared 159 times and saved 78 times. So I'm looking at the metrics. That's what it's telling you. 10,867 views, and... And then an additional 470 views came from Facebook. So quite a quite a decent chunk of, of watches. I, I love when I can see a video get over 10,000 views. It doesn't happen often, but I, I do like that. But in that 74 comments, I had some people who were very supportive of, you know, the freedoms that Christians have. And then I had some people who were very distraught over this post and they were really more or less angry at me for posting it. And I'm sure I lost some followers because of it too, but I I try not to meander too deep into some of the conversations or arguments because it's, it's a casually funny video and it's one that uh, really is to be taken at 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 face value. There's, there's no theologically theological complexity to it. In fact, even in my notes, uh, I explain a few things on why it's okay to do some of this stuff. Now, that being said, uh, I'm not going to dig on anybody in the comment section. I'm not going to call out any particular person or their views or anything like that. And so if you, if you are convicted not to watch these videos or one or two or all three or more, it doesn't matter, then don't watch them. Don't, you don't have to dig into this, this, uh, material that's available in the world. 
So first, I want to talk about a, a particular topic that will help us kind of uh, invi- to wrap around this concept. So I hear often on, on Instagram and especially in the reform circles, this comment, there is no such thing as a carnal Christian. Well, here's the reality. Yes, there is. And in fact, every Christian is a carnal Christian. They're a worldly Christian because guess what? You live in this world. So unless you live like the Amish with the actual beliefs of scripture, unlike the Amish, but if you live in that lifestyle where you make your own clothes, you, you harvest your own food, you build your own houses, all of that stuff. You don't drive cars. You don't use electricity. You don't use the internet. You don't do any of that. You simply live off the grid, if you would, in a, in a you know specific community like the Amish do. But if you live like that, then you could probably say that you're not completely a carnal Christian. But for those who can't, those who have to live in the world, have to work, and they have duties and responsibilities in their family and, and such, you're going to be a carnal Christian. You're going to buy food that was probably packaged by an unbeliever. You're going to probably watch a TV show that was directed, produced, and acted by unbelievers. You're going to read books written by unbelievers. You're going to listen to music performed by unbelievers. You're going to do so many things that have been created and formulated by unbelievers. Because let's face it, not every person in the world is Christian and not every person will be Christian. That's just the reality of the world. As much as we love for the world to be Christian, we have to wait for the new heavens and the new earth for that reality to come. So the concept of carnal Christian, I, I want to reject and throw it out because it is a false in, a false incentive or false narrative to try and uh keep people from actually truly understanding the gospel because here's the thing yes we see how paul and peter and the apostles lived and then we see how the early church fathers lived and we see how we live now the mission of the apostles is much different than the mission today in the church and i say that because they were establishing and and sharing the good news they were establishing the church and growing the church Today, the church covers the entire world, and we still have some people groups on, unreached yet, very few though. But in that, we we are really, in my opinion, in, in most churches, and, in a, and I hate this, but I feel like we're kind of uh, on a self-peddling platform, right? We, we, only, uh, con- we only go and tickle the ears of the people in our church. And we, we rarely go out into the world to share the gospel. But the difference between us and, you know, earlier times in the world is, is everything that we do is so saturated in something from the world. For instance, you're listening to this podcast on a phone, probably made or built by an unbeliever. Obviously, we know that the owners of your phone probably were more likely unbelievers. You're listening to it on a platform that's probably ran, managed, and controlled by unbelievers. And so you're partaking in that and that's okay. I want to really urge that, that that is okay. And so this definition of carnal Christian, I want to reject it because you're going to fall into the world and you're going to do things, but the separation comes when it, when it really comes down to how you live your life. Are you living in the manner that Christ has called you to are you living in obedience? Are you structuring your life around the scriptures and the gospel? And it's that, and even that's a tight line to walk because we know that we won't fully live our lives obedient to the gospel, fully live our lives obedient to whatever laws or commands we decide to put in front of ourselves. So when it comes to this particular topic on Christian freedom, Luther had written a very nice article on the freedom of a Christian. And so I will have that link in the show notes that you can go and read it. And in the article, Luther explains that Christians are, are free to really do what as we choose, as we are convicted to do. We have the freedom in this world that God has given us that we can now see the reality of our sin. And we can take that freedom, that liberty, and, and live out our lives in accordance to it. We're not bound no longer by the law. We are not chained to the punishment of the law. 
and we're not graded on our obedience to the law. And I know that might come as a shocker to some of you. You are not graded by your ability to keep the law. So when it comes to a post like that, it got some blowback. There were some people who were very respectable, and I appreciate that. They were very respectable in their position and just just, uh, explaining their position. And then there were some people who came to seek a fight. And uh, that to me is just, that really rubs me the wrong way. Because this is, it it went from a funny post, a, a funny topic to a lot of people who are really distraught or upset or hurt over this thing. And what it shows is we find ourselves so wrapped up in in legalism to some extremes and we want to impose that legalism on other people. What I mean by that is there are there were some comments that were, you know, and, and this actually went on into a different post and I'll explain that second post in a minute. There are uh, some people who were harping on the Harry Potter bit and. They were just going off that it's using um, witchcraft and uh, magic, and and that's in the Bible, and it shouldn't be done. So there's a handful of Bible verses, and I would I'm going to go over them, and we're going to talk a little bit. About them. There's a handful that are in the Old Testament. Uh, you can go and read these. I'm not going to get into them. There's First Chronicles 10:13, First Samuel 15:23, uh, First Samuel 22:23. 2 Chronicles 33.6, Leviticus 19.31. This is one that often gets sought out. Uh, this one in, in verse, and then chapter 20, verse 6. Uh, these two often get thrown out So at, at people. So Leviticus 19.31 says this, Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritualists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 26 states this, chapter 20, verse 6. I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums or spiritists to prostitute themselves by following them, and I will cut them off from their people. Jump down to verse 27. A man or a woman who is a medium or a spiritualist among you must be put to death. You are to stone them. Their blood will be on your heads. Whoa, some strict dialogue here. So what does this witchcraft here entail these well they're really mediums and spiritualists so they're not really they haven't really gotten to witchcraft quite yet but these are people who talk to the dead or imitate that they talk to the dead more likely they're probably talking to demons if they are speaking to anything and so the 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 comment about witchcraft hasn't quite shown up and we see paul write about it and we'll talk a little bit about what galatians 5 19 through 20 state he says Paul writes this, he says, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, and factions. And then uh, in verse 21, he says, in envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so uh, very blunt, Paul makes that statement in Galatians chapter 5. But he incorporates witchcraft here, and he uses this uh, kind of plethora of worldly sins, these things that are chained to the flesh as a kind of collection towards all things. And he's just kind of incorporating all all of these different sins, and whether it's, you know, sexual sin or as a lot of people go against the witchcraft, obviously hatred, discord, idolatry, all of these things are um, workings of the flesh. They are something that goes contradictory to God. And so people get all bent out of shape when like a movie like Harry Potter comes on. But I would also, before I kind of get into this next juncture of a topic, I'm kind of curious to, to wonder if, you, if these people uh, put the the block on watching Harry Potter, and but yet will watch like you know a movie uh, Now You See Me, and it was a movie with magic and magic tricks and you know and sorts. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they really just have a flat out hatred towards witchcraft and magic. All right, 
I mean, here's the thing. When you watch a movie, you're watching it for entertainment. You're not watching it to take notes because they don't tell you how the spells are going to work. And in fact, they're all made up. They're just, they're make believe they're fantasy. And so I find a lot of people get so wrapped up in that. Uh, and they think that these are real spells and people are going to write notes down and go and actually perform them. No, they're not. They're, they're entertainment, purely entertainment. So if I watch Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or star Wars or Chronicles of Narnia, I'm watching it for entertainment. I'm not watching it to go and perform these actions. And so these, these verses don't have really any application to you. Paul says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this, if I was to actually go out and perform witchcraft, then yes, there would be a significant problem there. But I'm not. I am merely enjoying a show or a movie. And I grew up as a fantasy nerd. I love fantasy movies and sci-fi movies. And so I, I enjoy watching that. And as a Christian, I find myself comforted that I have the freedom to do so. And I have the freedom to uh, look at a show and say, yeah, that's that's probably not where I want to be. There are lines that I have, and I don't cross them. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I know some people do, and that's great. If you enjoy Game of Thrones, fine. But I don't because of the nudity, and, and that's really basically because I watch other movies that have violence in it. But the nudity is what's kind of where I draw the line for me. But for those movies that have like a lot of violence or have, you know, strong language or anything like that, I don't watch those when the kids are around. I flat out won't watch anything that has, you know, nudity in it or any sort of, you know, sexual construct to it because I don't need to fall into that trap. So I have a particular line in my conscience that I have drawn that Christ has given me the freedom to go up to. And. I watch Star Wars, I watch Harry Potter, I watch Lord of the Rings, and if you don't like it, then don't follow me. I'm just, I'm being blunt. But I can't impose my legalism upon you or your legalism upon me. It can't, we can't just sit here and and exchange insults. I'm not practicing these things. I'm not in violation of scripture, and nor is anybody else who follows along with these shows. And, And really, here's the other kicker. It's like, uh, if you, some of you knew the type of music I listen to, I listen to a lot of he- like heavy metal and stuff like that when I go and lift weights because I need that just that that push, if you would. And many of you would probably think, well, that's not Christian. M- you know, rock and roll's the devil's music. I'm listening to uh, Diamond in the Dust and Corpus Christi's like my big song that I'll listen to every workout when I need a heavy lift. And at the very end of it, they're quoting a passage from the Gospel of Luke in Latin. How many gospel singers quote Bible verses, for one, they don't, two, in Latin? They don't. So you can't tell me that your quote-unquote gospel music is better than what I'm listening to just because it has a harder you know, guitar and drum set to it and, and you know, a little bit more of the screaming vocals. It's it's not any more Christian than what I'm listening to. And see, this is where we get into this, like, I must, you know, impose my legalism upon everybody because I don't want to listen to it or I don't want to watch it or I don't want to dress like that or, I, you know, whatever. It, it just gets incredibly frustrating. And so we have all sorts of different avenues we could talk about from shows, books, music that we listen to. How about ways we live our life? I, for one, am a big fitness junkie. I love to eat good. I love to work out. I love to exercise. I love to push myself to the absolute limits of my physical and mental being. Some people don't, but I can't sit here and, and encroach you. I can, I can encourage you, sure, but I can't sit here and be like, you're not going to go to heaven if you don't get off your butt and start working out. Or how about those who take uh, supplements? How about those who don't go to... Uh, the doctors, because they look at more of like a a, a, a homeogenic, I don't know if that's the right term, like uh, things that are natural in terms of medicine. And they, they look towards maybe more of an Eastern medicine type way to heal themselves. Are they any less Christian? No. If they're just convicted that they don't want to contribute to this societal system 
in one facet or the other, that that is perfectly fine. If you're a parent and you're homeschooling children, great, congratulations. I, I support you 10,000%. And my wife and I have gone around this corner so hard so many times trying to figure out if we were going to uh, homeschool our daughter. And we realize we've got a good school system here in town up till sixth grade. And so she's going to go there till sixth grade. And then we'll decide if we're going to homeschool her or take her to a private high school after. And we will be very closely monitoring all of the work that she does. We will have a big role in her education. And I can't hound on people who send their kids to public school as much as I can hound on people who decide not to. And, and they stay in and homeschool their children. Great. I am, I, like I said, I am, I'm a hundred percent behind you on that. Keep doing it. Keep bringing the gospel to the world. And here's, here's the thing. Like my daughter is, is so ridiculously smart. She's, she's smarter than I am and, and she's going to be smarter than I am. She is a brilliant little girl. She's four years old and she, she can, she can articulate what baptism is. She can recite the Lord's prayer. She could talk about Jesus. She wants to listen to flames record word and water like on repeat because she loves that. And I, you know, I can't say that I've, I've done a, the, uh, the best job at parenting her. I've, I've had my many fair share of fails, but I'm presenting her and, and building her up to go out into the world to be that light in the world. And so I'm not overly concerned. I do have fears about public school in terms of safety and things like that because of the the just blatant evil that's across this nation. And I, I have fears, and I'm praying every day that God will protect my children and protect me and protect my wife and this house and the church and the congregation because – you know, when, if tragedy strikes, it's, it's, it's awful, I, you know, and, and I don't want to, I would love to go through a whole life without having to deal with too much of it. So I, I pray for her safety all the time. I pray for our safety as a family when we go travel and, but it's the reality we face in the world. So some people have decided they're just not going to uh, send their kids to public school simply because of that. And if you can afford to do that and stay home and do it, great. I am That's awesome. But there are many families in this world who can't afford uh, to have only one income, and so they must go and have two jobs. That's another reality we face in this incredibly terrible world that we live in. So all of this, I mean, there's so much uh, that can be said on this topic. There's so much that can be um, hashed out or or you know, really broken down. But I want to kind of conclude with this. If we read Galatians chapter five, verses 16 through 26, Paul's really given us this demonstration of the Christian freedom means walking, conducting oneself by the Holy Spirit's power and leading our sinful flesh consumed by self-importance instinctively looks down on others and inevitably causes interpersonal tensions. At baptism, we were united with Christ who set us free from sin and the way of the law. So I want to make a clear distinction here. The freedom that we have means that we conduct ourselves and walk in the way that the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. So if you're convicted not to do something, then don't do that. But there are some who don't see a particular problem with it. Because here's the thing. I'm not going in and forcing my church to watch what I watch. I'm not forcing uh, people around me to partake in the movies that I enjoy watching. I try to get my wife into them, but they're not her cup of tea. She's a, she's a, a little chick flick type uh, watcher and all that stuff. So we try to find common ground on shows and we often fall into watching like HDTV and stuff like that. So it's kind of dry sometimes, but that aside, if you are convicted not to watch something, great. I will never hound a person if they have convictions surrounding a particular show or movie or a song or an artist or genre of music. If you don't like rock and roll, don't listen to it. If you don't like rap, don't listen to it. I personally love classical music. 
And, and I'd venture to say there are probably many mus- musicians that I listen to that aren't Christian. So does that mean I can only listen to Christian classical artists? I mean, the, the, the limit that we would have to impose on legalism is it's, it's either you're all in or you're not. And that's the thing. If we go to the commandments and live our life in accordance to the Ten Commandments, that is really the fundamental basis to the Christian life. Luther writes that in a small catechism that these are the, the means by which the Christian and really the person non-Christian ought to live their life. And obviously the non-Christian isn't going to, you know, obey the first table of commandments, but they're going to, they're going to have that moral, uh, obligation built into them, not to kill people, not to steal, not to lie, not to cheat, not to, you know, cheat on their spouse, not to steal from their neighbor. They have that, you know, built into their heart. Paul writes that in Romans one. So if we construct that and we say, okay, uh, how do how would I fit my legalism into the Ten Commandments? And the truth is, is we really can't. Now, if you want to try and impose that on other people, that's where this becomes very dangerous. If you want to say that you can't do this, that, and the other, when in re- reality there is no inherent sin there, you've created a law, and you're now judging a person based on the law, and you're condemning a person based on the law. So anytime you present some sort of obstacle or barrier for somebody. And this happens in many facets of the Christian faith. It doesn't have to just simply be, you know, the shows and stuff that we watch, uh, the foods we eat, the clothes we wear. It could be baptism. You know, you, you can't be baptized unless you make a proclamation of your faith because it's an inward picture of an outward change or whatever the Baptists and Calvinists use. No, anytime you put a restriction upon the sacraments or the way of a Christian life, you are imposing law and legalism upon them. Now I get it. As I've said a number of times on this show, if you are convicted in a certain aspect, if you think, you know what, I came from a a particular, you know, background, I was a very new age Christian. And I know that these things will lead me back down that path. I cannot watch them great then then don't watch them i hope you find something that entertains you though and and keeps you moving through your life but for me i didn't come from a new agey background i didn't come from a pentecostal or charismatic or you know a fundamental baptist background or anything like that i grew up really in a non-christian home and so that's where some of my tendencies come from but I know that I have my sins still forgiven. And so it doesn't matter whether I watch Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. It doesn't matter whether I listen to heavy metal or rap music when I lift weights. Because I know I'm going to continue to be forgiven and my sins have already been washed clean. And that's the fundamental basis to the Christian walk. So all of that in way over our time as normal. But I wanted to really reiterate these pieces because this is a topic that gets really strung out and it can cover so many facets of our lives. And as I mentioned, if you impose the, uh, you know, a certain legalistic view on a person, you, you either are all in or you're all or you or you're out because you can't just truncate it and then say, oh, uh, you just can't watch Harry Potter. You can do whatever else you want. You can watch Game of Thrones if you like but not Harry Potter because of witchcraft. Okay, well, that's a whole nother discussion to have because now you're you're allowing the person, if you you are you know controlling people by some sort of legalistic approach, you're now giving them some sort of you know outlet to watch other stuff that's probably even less honoring to their soul and probably more foul to watch than, for instance, Harry Potter. And so if you if you're going to commit to legalism, you gotta go all the way. You gotta say, I cannot watch any fantasy movie. I cannot watch any sci-fi movie, cannot watch any, you know, movie that entails violence or any sort of sexual innuendos or a drug taking or anything like that. You can't watch any comedies that have foul language. You can't watch any stand up comedians that use derogatory language. I don't generally do that too often. And I really, 
have to actually hear the comedian before I'm like, eh, yep, I got to turn this off. I'm very, I'm, I, I have a line and, you know, I can deal with language. I grew up in the corporate America world. So I, I heard almost every word that you could possibly hear as a human being in terms of foul derogatory language. And so that, again, being as a Christian was pretty hard for me to deal with because it's like, on one hand, I don't speak like that. And on the other hand, I hear it constantly throughout the day. Like one of my coworkers would drop F-bombs just constantly for nine hours a day. That's what I got to hear. And it really is frustrating. But if I turn to him and I say, you can't say that, he's going to laugh at me because he's not a Christian. He doesn't care. He doesn't. And that's the reality. Now, if he was a Christian, it would be a little bit different conversation. Obviously, we're to conduct ourselves and walk in the light of the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't refrain us from being able to enjoy some entertainment. If if sci-fi and fantasy movies are your niche, great, go and do it. If video games is your niche, go and have some fun. Obviously, right balance of life. Like, I don't get to sit down and watch you know, movies and stuff that I like all the time. I don't get to watch a lot of TV shows that I like. I just have so much to do and I don't have enough hours in the day to do it all in. So if you're going to be a legalistic person on, on any of these, then I would advise you to just go all in. If you are going to uh, reevaluate your approach, then, then do so. Because at the end of the day, we are either going to fall into one one or two camps. You're either going to be full-on legalistic and you're going to set a ladder out and you're going to make yourself or other people climb it in order to uh, present yourself or those around you with the markings of a Christian. And you're going to say, you're not a Christian unless you do these things. You're not a Christian unless you obey these things. And you're not a Christian unless you reject these things. So you're going to create a ladder system. And that's dangerous because it's not the gospel. In fact, what you're doing is uh, exactly what Paul warned against in Galatians chapter 2. You're preaching a false gospel, one that's based on one's behavior and works. So if you, but so, so you can't apply your convictions to other people. Um, I have people who listen to a lot of, you know, grungy type music, a lot of rap, a lot of, you know, rock and roll and stuff like that. And, and that's great. I have people who listen, I know that listen strictly to just Christian music. That's great. So we can't sit here and impose, you know, our personal convictions on people. Like I said, there's, there's many songs out there that I just won't, I won't listen to. And then there's songs that I, that I really don't have a problem with it. And sometimes depending on my mood, I might just turn a song because I'm like, yeah, this is just not where I'm at today. So you you have to listen to yourself because the Holy Spirit is screaming at you most of the time. And here's the funny thing. If you sit here and say, I'm not going to do this, Uh, I'm, you know, I'm putting this barrier up and you can't do this and do that. And I'm not doing it. You're probably not. And that's great. But you're probably sinning elsewhere in, you know, the same quantity. So just be reminded that your sins are forgiven. Be reminded that Christ died on the cross for you and your sins, and your legalistic approaches. So if you fall into those camps, then I pray that you would just step back and and see what, what it is that is really convicting you. Is it the fact that you don't think people should watch these things? Then, okay, have open and honest conversations with people. Be honest and say, you know what? I just don't think Christians should watch this. Why? Well, here's some scripture and here's some life hacks or life implications that can be taken from this. But I can tell you this, too, that I know no Christian who watches these movies and then goes out and practices them. I certainly don't. I, I would love to cosplay like Lord of the Rings. I'm not a cosplayer, but I mean, I I love Lord of the Rings. It is like one of my my most favorite movies and book series of all time. I love J.R.R. Tolkien. And I love the Chronicles of Narnia. I've watched every movie. I own them, all three of them. I listen to their audiobooks once a year. I love Lewis's writings there. And there's some people who are like, well, C.S. Lewis wasn't a real Christian. And and it's like, how do you have the authority and the gut to say that you are out of your mind? If you just flat out label somebody who can't defend themselves for one and two is dead, not being a Christian when there is no evidence to suggest otherwise. Now we can say that there are certainly people who are not, 
Uh, we know that the heretics were not. We know that there are many false teachers who are not. We know that there are many worldly people who are not. But to assert that a particular person who proclaimed Christ is not a Christian because it it in it invades or it violates your personal convictions is a really, really brass thing to say. So the other camp that you would fall into, you have the legalistic camp, and then you have the non-legalistic, right? So if you fall into that, you also are being convicted and driven by the Holy Spirit. And so if you if you find yourself saying, well, I'm, I can watch this, I don't feel like it's bad. And at one point in your life, you might find it to be not you know, edifying for you. And that's fine. And you will know when that time comes. So don't fall into the trap of the people on the internet that sit and scream at you saying, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't live like this. Don't listen to that. Don't watch that. If you find yourself convicted not to do so, then don't do it. If you find yourself not being convicted and you're like, I really enjoy this stuff and it helps me, then do it. That's going to be the show today, ladies and gentlemen. I can continue harping on this topic forever. It is one that is near and dear to my heart. I will include Luther's Freedom of a Christian in the show notes because that is a wonderful read, and hopefully it'll help you see that you have more liberty and freedom than what you think you do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great week and get to church on Sunday. Go and worship God and live your life free knowing that your sins are forgiven. God bless. We'll see you later. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.